ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. You know what day it is. You probably don't because I put these shits out whenever I feel like it. I am one half of that dynamic duo. I am the chocolate wonder himself. I am the pseudo-sexual. I am that mahogany suburban dad himself. I am C. Turner, Westside Jacksonville 904 representative. And my right-hand man on my left-hand side, but he's still my left-hand man on my right-hand side. Big Game James, the gamefully employed, Mr. 401k, Mr. West Coast, the South Suburbs, Big Game James, James Madison Walton the third. What's going on, baby? Man, what's good, America? We back in this. Yo, I don't even know what day it is, but I can tell you one thing. Screwball, you are delicious. Please sponsor us. We Salute. love you, Screwball. We love you. But, man, we here. And you guys can see Chris Turner, he got his first get. His first get, get in a while, man. We got a guest, man. And we got some We got some shit we talking about. We ain't even never talked about thanks to this guy. Chris, man, introduce our guy, man. I got I got to throw my accent on for this one. I got I to throw my accent on for this one. Hey, yo, I, I got my guy here, okay? He, 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 he's one of us, okay? He's, he's, he's in New York, okay? One of my East Coast guys. The the man who I will honestly say one of only three centers to give me fits in arena football. I will give him I will give him his credit on that. One of only three people that gave me a fit. Nate Ryan, Mr. New York, the bigger version of Conor McGregor. What's up? <laughs> Going on, fellas. Going on. Glad Welcome. to be here. Welcome, man. We're glad to have you, dude. Yeah. I'm an avid listener, so I've been waiting for this. Man, so, that's high praise. I, I appreciate Nate coming on, but Nate, like many of our guests, except one, pretty much bullied his way onto the show. That's, <laughs> that seems to be the way that everybody does it now. You just... You just tell us you're going to be on the show, and then we just figure out the day. So basically, we which is so if you got something you want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen who listen to the show, apparently all you got to do is just call one of us and say, "Hey, I'm on the show next week." So that's that's how <laughs> that that's, that's pretty much how it went down. That's that's I how mean, that. Happens. Yeah, I guess at me fighting me has turned into at me. I'm getting a spot on the show, and then we gonna fight verbally. That's I guess that's what that shit means now. I, who knew? Who, who knew? That's what it is, man. <laughs> I, I asked months ago, and then I kind of fell off, and then I I came back strong. I came back strong last week. I came back strong. That's what's so, up, man. I feel like what really made Nate want to be on the show, besides being a near and dear American to us, Nate was listening to the Henny Files with Bays and just. And like you know what, I can fucking do this. Like I'm, I'm fucking on it. So we well, got, we well, got. I, I was listening to the one with Bays, and you guys started talking about how you guys should have ran for for office in Billings. And I, I completely have. agree. I completely agree. There oh, we go. I'm, oh, I, you have my vote. Oh, I definitely 20, 2011, 2012, I could have been the mayor. If if the outlaws wouldn't have folded, and we'd have played in twenty eleven, and we'd have won another title. I'd have been the mayor in 2012. I could have just ran. And see, I know I would have had to have waited because it took me a little longer to become integrated into the community. So 2015, I would have gladly have stepped in. And I would have gladly <laughs> have stepped. I'd have gladly stepped out by then because I'd have, I'd have run Billings into the ground. It'd have been a wrap. 
Dude, there would have been so many scandals. Just with, oh hey, they they think Popeyes is bad enough. Shoot, I'd have been bringing Harold's chicken. It'd have been all sorts of gun store, liquor store, liquor. Store. I'm just playing. It would have been that bad. It'd have been it'd have been Chicago stuff, pizza out every block. Oh God, Town Hall would have been yeah, It would have been bad, man. But yo, man, I, you know what? I kind of heard about the first topic, America. I'm coming in a little bit blind, which is kind of the way I like it sometimes. But I'm a little nervous about this topic because I got uh-huh. – y'all, you can – you know, it's Chris. Chris is going to always really kind of show you, even though he's repping shy with that Marquette jersey. He always shitting on my city, but he's always repping it the same. Pull, pull that number up. Let me see, let me see that number under that Marquette. Let, let, let oh, it's listen. Wayne County, baby. It's yeah. Wayne County all day. That's Chicago's finest. Knocked Hensel South out of the playoffs, 1999, Dwayne Wade. Okay? So, <laughs> he always shows you how big he is. Y'all don't know. Nate, Nate's got his good, slim, retired body on him. Okay? Yeah. Like, this is, you know, when you see, like, Mark Shalareth on ESPN, and, like, you see, uh, who is it now? My man, Joe Thomas. Yeah. Uh, play for the Browns. He's all slim. You know, looking good. Even Booger McFarlane, old silly self. Booger was yeah. way bigger when he played. Booger's slim, right? Booger's still a fat piece of shit. Uh, right. that stop that shit, okay? Sean O'Hara. Look, they already going through enough with Darius Geis, and we'll talk about that another day. But these are big guys, and I think the topic they're going to talk about, man, I might end up having to be quiet on this shit. What, what's up, <laughs> mind, man? Here's why. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. So the topic we're going to bring up first is something that's near and near to every O-lineman, D-lineman's heart. Like, this is this is what made you an O-lineman and a D-lineman outside of the buffet and genetics. That bench press. <laughs> that bench press. That's, that's that near and dear, like, oh, you want to talk shit? All right. Slide some 45s on it. Let's see what we can do. That bench press. Not squat, not deadlift, and none of that shit. What means the most is how many 45s you can put on each side. Now, Walt was going to talk shit, talking about, oh, I'm going to be quiet on this and this, that, and the third. That's bullshit. Here's why. <laughs> 2009, 2010, going into that season. Walt, do you remember what, what group that you were trying to start because you were getting so big? <laughs> do, you, do you remember the name of the group you were going to start? Man, I, oh my God, that was ten years ago, and dude, I want to hear that. man, I dude, you got to tell me, man, because I remember because I got swole. I did get so, swole. Walt would walk around the gym and just hit his chest three fifteen <laughs> six times, six times three fifteen. I'm gonna be a part of the no shirt crew. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, That's- Nate, yeah, you you got see by the time you got to Billings, you got old, beat up. Just no, you were you were still flipping over walls in Bemidji, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's, that's the game that ended my career too. It was a wrap after that. <laughs> after that, who I who knew you could dislocate a fibula? I didn't know you could do that. That's what I did. I didn't even know. And for the record, thank you, Nate, to add to my greatness. I had only played like a game before that, and then I went up there and had two touchdowns by the, the going into the fourth and played with a dislocated fibula, and we still lost. And I cursed everybody else. I cursed everybody out on the bus. I remember that shit. Yeah. I that. 
you had a whole 30 pack and you cussed out every thir- every person on the bus, you cussed out with that 30 pack. Every <laughs> every time you pop one open, like, you know what? Another motherfucker. <laughs> Oh man, dude! I try to forget that bus ride. I was in pain. I was in pain. We but, lost you know, a lot of games that year. Yeah, a lot of games. Yeah, you know, you guys were young. Was it coaching? No, <laughs> man, it had nothing to do with that. I ain't gonna. It had nothing to do with that. We were young. We were young in a lot of spots. You had a lot of guys that didn't understand how you made. Okay, we'll get to that later. Let's get back to what we talked about. <laughs> we almost ventured into a whole nother atmosphere. I appreciate that. But you're right, because that's when I was putting up them 115, 120s with y'all. I was hanging with you, Chris. Like, I, I'm saying I was hanging, not saying I was with them. But, you know, I could, you know, they the triple digits. You know, your boy was all right. And it wasn't their shirt, no shirt crew, because I was big as hell. I ain't got it to like 235 with no belly. So, so Nate, I'm, I'm going to defer to you, because right now you're in a state that's still – Pretty damn locked down. Y'all can't go to the gym. Y'all can't go anywhere but pretty much to work. So how do you feel right now, essentially not having the gym, not having the bench? Uh, you know, it's, it's like I lost my best friend. <laughs> it's, it, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, I'm supposed to do push-ups? Come on. How can I do no. – I only weigh – Pounds. How can I do four or five doing push-ups? No, not the same, dude. It's, it's not, not the same. same. It's not the mm. same. Wait, you still nope. pressing four oh five? I get it for one. I get it for one. God damn. You know, a couple months ago, the high school team we I coach, we moved up a division, and I got so excited. I got on the bench press, and I just did three fifteen for twelve. Man, that I, is something. That is something Walt never did. I just want to no. point that out. Very, very no. excited. Like I was very excited. I was like screaming. I was acting like a jerk. It was, yeah. It wasn't my bright, my my best moment. But here's the thing, Nate. Since you lost all that weight, you can be a jerk, dude. Like, cause you're you're pretty much <laughs> you're pretty much like one of the Jersey Shore members right now. Like it's like when the hair grows out and gets moose down or whatever. Like you're pretty much like the new Jersey Shore Ronnie or whatever. I'm Ronnie. It's, so it's okay. Wait, wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Which which Ronnie? Jersey Shore or Jersey Shore Vacation? Because hmm. Jersey Shore Ronnie. Okay. Cause like, I mean that yeah, piss popping Ronnie. Because Jersey Shore Vacation, man. I I, I got I, I respect bad, Ronnie. Ronnie got a lot of stuff going on, bro. Like who Yeah, who? not no, not that Ronnie. No, no. We're talking about fist pumping, shirt off every time he got a chance. Mind you, he's only like five two. But just <laughs> that Ronnie. Okay. I'm sure he hits the bench press, though. Oh, yeah, man. Man, that's impressive. What you weighing these days, Nate? What you about, two? I'm about 295, man. Right 295 now. and still bench pressing. Was, and can still bench press 400. That's that's impressive, dude. I was down to, like, two, 270. So I remember that. That's just not realistic, honestly. I can't. So, Nate, let me ask you this. Okay. Why, why bitch? Like, you got deadlifting, you got squat. Like, why bench over everything? Which, I might trademark that shit, bench over everything. But go ahead. Why bench? I mean, it, it, is that a real question? That's a real question, dude. Okay. Why bench over everything? Because it's the only thing. There's nothing else that matters. It's just 
What's what's the best, Chris Turner? What is the best? What's the best way to do legs? By doing bench. Yeah, that's, that's a Get on the bench press. Back day bench press. It's, exactly. it's so- You don't have to convince me because <laughs> I go do bench every day of the week. Every day, maybe a few rows, maybe a few rows on the row machine, and that counts as cardio too. Yes, I'm oh. with it. There's not, there's nothing better than taking weight about 400 pounds and just throwing it off your chest. Exactly. Time. You know, you, they get a, maybe get a little crowd around you. They start screaming, and you just start. You know, it's just it don't get any better than that. Deadlift. Nobody wants to do deadlift. Who cares? No, no. You people throw up during deadlift and pass out and shit like that. That shit's not cool. Chicks don't no. deadlift. No, <laughs> terrible. Fucking terrible. Give me a break. Deadlift. You guys are that's both wrong. Deadlift is trying to take over. No, no. That's See, not both wrong. That, is not, that is not the lift. That what? is not the lift. What? Okay. First of all, this is this is coming from a hateful place because if I could bench press <laughs> what y'all bench press <laughs> and be able to put on that kind of weight, I would not be even saying it. I disagree. You know what the lift was in, 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 in small little D2 land and what my claim to fame was? What? Hang clean. Yeah, all right. You know? Trash. Full full body <laughs> lift, explosiveness, Trash. and at my peak, because I, I actually I wasn't even hang cleaning that much when we all played together. Because, you know, that, that, that shit takes effort, you know. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Effort. But, you know... I, I mean, I would put my 361 rep max that I had at 215 pounds against y'all little 400 bench press bullshit. Yeah, I did that so, shit. So, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ha! Stuck here's the landing and dropped that bitch. They were like, damn, that's the fourth That's the fourth greatest power clean in the history of this school. I said, I know. That's not saying all, much. All time. That's terrible. <laughs> what? That's fucking terrible. In the history of your entire program, you don't it's want to true. It's you true. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Wait. All right. All right. So, so, so riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> uh, so I can just have a comparison of where my 361 rep was, where I was at, and my peak. And by the way, it would have been 400. I tore my hamstring. You tell me at the University of Alabama. Who had the, the highest one rep max uh, hang clean at the University of Alabama when you were there? D'Amico Ryan's middle linebacker. I didn't. I didn't say middle linebacker. I said receiver. Fool. My receiver that had the highest. DJ Hall. And what did DJ Hall do? DJ Hall. Oh, I'm glad you brought it up. DJ Hall, six four. And 185, I guess, going into like his junior year. And he hit 405. See? So DJ Hall played in the league, I think, too, didn't he? Yeah, like two years there, yeah. So you telling me I was 360, and that was before the summer. I tore my hamstring in the summer, didn't get to go for the 400. So you tell me I was pacing with an NFL caliber receiver at the same age. Is that what you're basically saying? That I was I that heard, strong? That, isn't that what you heard, Nate? Because that's what I heard. So you're saying what I did at Truman wasn't a big deal. 
but I was the fourth greatest one rep max in the history of our hundred plus years of football at our school, but it was damn near as good um, at your school. So yeah, Alabama's overrated. We know that. So. Um, <laughs> so, first, first and foremost, first and foremost, to <laughs> disrespect Truman State and their seven-year football program. <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, and and speaking of that, you, I mean, you you can take your shots. I mean, it's RIP. So. <laughs> and then you went to a school on the East Coast. In New York, so you played football on a basketball court. I don't want to hear <laughs> shit about comparing programs. Not at all. Not at all. The, it was the Morrisville State, okay? The, the D2 Alabama from what they like to call themselves. You're lucky that Alabama's not allowed to play non-conference games. This week. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Get him, Nate. And I ain't Here's saying... I'm not taking my shot out of that. All I'm telling you is, is don't disrespect what I did because it was during my D2 football time, and I'm 40 pounds behind the guy that played in the NFL for two years. Okay, don't do that shit, Chris. Okay, matter of fact, you ought to be glad that I wasn't on your team because then you would have actually had to step up and make some plays and not be the 500 Alabama that you were when you were there. Don't make me go you to shut, You shut your goddamn mouth. You might have actually had to. You might have actually tried to have to make a sugar bowl or something had I been there because I would have expected it. Bowl? I mean, what the fuck? The Cotton Bowl wasn't bad. We played against uh, that Texas Tech team that I don't. I don't think it was Crabtree, but uh, who was that quarterback they had? I know they had a long line. Uh, Graham Harrell. Yeah, Graham. Har- Graham Harrell was Crabtree. Oh, so then I guess it was like Crabtree first coming in. So yeah, yeah. Crabtree first coming in. So you got your ass whooped, huh? <laughs> no, sir. Won that cotton bowl, buddy. Yep. Google it, bitch. I will. Google. <laughs> hey, why why I gotta be a bitch so early though? That's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm just I, I you know I'm saying either way, there is something about the bench press, man. I'm gonna get back on topic here. No, there there is there isn't a just an a, an enamor to it. Like there's a love, you know what I mean? I ain't gonna lie. I was always jealous of the dudes that could put up the 300 in high school. You know what I mean? Like you guys had probably had the charts like we had that marked yep. all your weights in high school and you knew yep. what person was there and it'd be X's and shit. And you was just trying to get that three. Remember you just trying to get the 300 pound club shirt when you was in high yep. school. That's all. I, I still got mine. I, I agree with y'all on that, man. It was, I was all about making them thousand pound clubs. But you knew, you knew you had to have that bench. The bench press was the key to all that shit. If you could get off on that bench press, you knew your squat was going to be all right regardless. You know what I mean? Because you can use your whole body for that shit. But here's why, here's why bench press is like the iconic lift. It's iconic because everybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Now, with hand clean, deadlift, and everything else, like you need an – Stupid amount of technique just to even not hurt yourself. With bench press, it's as simple as laying down and pushing this heavy ass weight off your chest. Everybody can lay down. Everybody can do and extend their arms. But can everybody lay down and extend their arms when that bar has just enough weight where it's bending just a little bit, which makes that lift a little bit more impressive? 
Like, can everybody lay down and extend their arms when, mind you, here's a big dude trick, Walt. When you're loading up the 45s, you slam them together a little bit just so everybody can know, like, damn, he's still adding 45 to his bench. Together <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. This draws attention to, like, damn, like, he got like five plates on there right now. What the hell going on over there? Okay. And, the big, and the biggest compliment you can hear when you're doing bench. It's when you push the weight up, you rank it, and you hear somebody whisper and say, hey, man, I think you own something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's or, the biggest compliment you can get. Or when someone asks you, hey, how much is on there right now? That's another good compliment. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, man, how much is that? Yep. Don't ask me. Get your calculator out. Yeah, I don't even count. I just keep putting plates. I just put plates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So here it is then. This is perfect. I mean, we've got the good evolution here. We've got we've got our, our 400 plus club here, you know, but let's just call it what it is. I'm going to start with the host with the most. What what was your what was your one time max all time high, Chris Turner? My all time high was my senior. No, no, it wasn't my all time high was 2010 coming back off the injury, and I couldn't do legs, thank God. I hit 495 clean. Did you – and you did that at the uh, – at the uh, – at the Plex? At the Sports Plex, and I had wow. Charlie Sanders fighting me. You know what? I kind of I, – I think I was around that. You yeah. got you, – you and Charlie were throwing up some weight, dude. Like I was, going, I was going neck and neck with Charlie, which – for those of you who don't, for a lot of you guys who don't know Charlie, Charlie's, we'll give him 5'10". We'll, we'll say 5'10". Most of the closer to 5'8". We'll give him 5'10". But Charlie is a walking bench press, pretty much. His arms are only like a foot long, so as soon as he touches his chest, he's right back up. Yeah. Charlie's the only human I've ever seen in my life, so my whole point was I wanted to live with him. You know, the more guests that we'll have on this show, I don't throw around this phrase lightly when it comes to our league and and GOAT status, but Charlie Sanders, when we're talking about what he did for those five years that he played, that guy never lost a championship. Nope. And was a starting center on all those teams. GOAT. Yeah. Yeah. He won every year he played in the IFL. He won a championship till he retired, and has moved on happily to to uh, doing work with the Lord with his wife. We're happy for him. I know his birthday was a couple days ago. Happy birthday, Charlie! Matter of fact, I love him because when we did our live podcast, he was throwing all sorts of stuff at us, not cursing. <laughs> it was it was it was very pastor of him. So shout out to Charlie Sanders. You know, as we're talking about great interior guys in our league. All right, so we got the four nine five. I got to throw it. To the guest, Dr. Ryan, what was yeah, your one time? What was your one time rep? You hit that thing. I got to hear the number. I, I I'd like to say that it was higher than four ninety five, but it wasn't. Yes, I, I was hoping he was going to say five oh five. Just to, I, I just to shit on Chris Turner's day. <sighs> you know, it it was four sixty five. I was close. I, I was like close. it. And what year? What year in ball were you? Huh. That was my first year of arena. Ah. 15. 
Notice how it's it's like the peak years with both you guys. It wasn't in college. It it wasn't in high school. It was oh. you guys were around some grown ass men. Well, and, it was when I was getting pushed around by Corey Johnson. I was like, all right. Hey, I want to point out because uh, I another guarantee, another I goat. Want, I guarantee you that the top line for whenever your bench is is early on in your your arena career. But I want to point out. I feel like we're kind of saying, like, you don't really have to be the strongest person in the world to play arena football. I just want to say, because, like, once you get past, like, year two or year three, it stops being about, like, strength, and then you just learn the game, and you learn how to cheat the game. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, it gets to that point. Now, Walt, you may disagree. I don't think you will. But you may disagree, but I feel like after year two or three, once you fully learn the game, because right, in the NFL, you got to be super strong, no technique, learn how to cheat the game from there. In college, <laughs> super strong, learn how to cheat the game, learn technique and all that stuff. In arena football, you want to come in strong and rely on that like your first year or two. And then like once you learn that you can kind of jump the snap once the receivers get close or you can put your hand in somebody's face as an old lineman and put it right back down and get them off balance. Or as a receiver, you can flinch a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Once you learn the game, it's not so much about pinch or strength. It's like, okay, I know the game. Now. But go ahead, Walt. That's just my take. Well, I don't, I don't know, man. I know we were talking earlier because I know we've got a guest coming in the future. Uh, when we, we start to throw the, round, the word goat, I mean, and we're talking about our league and we're gonna, we will have the goat on. I'm looking forward to, to talking to the guy that, that made me a goat in my position. So it really depends on what, what Chris is trying to get out of me here today, Nate. I don't know if he's trying to get me a confessional because, <laughs> because there's a four-year window where I caught a lot of touchdowns, yeah. and I was arguably the best player in this league. You can, toss, you can flip a coin, and the two names that will come up between 2007 and 2010 in the IFL for those two years – and the UIF that basically was the main league that merged into it, there's two names that are going to come up. Actually, there's a few names. It's going to be Chris Dixon. You're going to hear Terrence Bryant's name. And you're going to hear my name. But there were four different versions of James in all four of them years. 2007, I weighed about 205 pounds, and I drank a lot. So it wasn't about strength. It was just like I'm hungry, and I'm trying to eat and get drunk in Bloomington. I'm going to go ahead and confess this on the air. This is oh, the truth. This is, teammates know these things. Like, everybody knew in 07. Ask Q Brackenridge. We both had Hennessy on the breath. We played against each other in 07. I mean, it was like crazy. I was like, oh, my God, it's my dreadheaded brother. 2008 was the I'm trying to get money year, so I put on weight, okay, and just was trying to be physical and take all sorts of hits. Remember, remember Rod Tidwell in uh, – uh -huh. Remember that season he had on Jerry Maguire? Yeah. That was what 2008 was to me. It was my Rod Tidwell year, Rod except Tidwell. we got beat by Sioux Falls. And then 09 was, I call it like the, the conscious, okay, like I just want to win a championship year and I just want to be the glue piece and, and, and be that guy and become best friends with Chris Turner and, wait, you know, wait. everything. So that was that. Wait, wait, and, no. and, and then – and then no. wait, hold up. And then and then 2010 was the oh they they thought it was a fluke year, 
And this was 2010 was I'm trying to get the fuck out this league year. That's what 2010 was. That's why I was bench pressing and talking about no shirt club and playing soccer and working out six days a week. So there's four different Jameses. So I can't really even describe how I fit into this, man. Uh, but I will say that my career high bench press did happen in Billings, and it was during that 2010 year. I think yep. I got like I think I got 345 up. One rep was was my That's pretty good. Because I was like, good. I was 225 in like 17, 18 times. Because I was trying to get ready like I was going to do combine style. Like, I didn't know. Like, I wasn't Chris. Chris knew what to expect with free agent shit. I didn't know if I was going to have to run a 40. I didn't know <laughs> if I was going to have to run a short shuttle. I didn't know how to run the L drill. If I was going to bench press, vertical jump, all that shit. But I got 345 was my career high, which I was very proud of at 28. Because I had to rebuild my body. Because Chris will tell you no nine. I wasn't bitch pressing 345 2009. Here's what, what, was, what was your question when I said 2009? Well, I was trying to be the glue guy and bring everybody together. Because this is a fact. I'm glad that you is a fact. Uh-oh. What makes this all more impressive is that, and I can only speak for the 09 and 2010 year, but what makes this way more impressive with the strength and everything, he was a full-fledged alcoholic through all of this. <laughs> like Walt genuinely used the IFL as college all over again because, okay. like he he drank and drank and like Walt. So with most of us, we went out Friday night, Saturday night, maybe Thursday. Walt, oh no, Walt's out Monday or whatever. Walt's out Tuesday for power. Hour. Walks out Wednesday for live after five. Walks out Thursday with a couple of the guys. Walks out Friday because, well, it's Friday. You got to drink on Friday. Walks out Saturday because, well, we just won the game, so we got to go drink that. Walks out Sunday morning because he has to go golf, but he can't play golf sober. So he's drunk all morning. Well, as a matter of fact, he didn't get back sober from the Saturday before. Come on, man. He's drunk up until golf. And then he'll have like uh, some Bloody Marys or like a thirty pack during golf. Come on, man! You're doing it all wrong. That is not how that went yeah. down. How, how okay. did it go? So it was two in '09. It was two different Waltz, Nate. Okay, so there. So let's break this down for you. Okay. Right. So when I first got there, he's right. That's what I did when I first got there. Like when I first got there, I did that. So I'll give him that. Like, basically, yeah. Actually, not even through training camp because Robert Reed was running me into the ground. Like, I didn't have the energy. They would actually be like, hey, come over, have some Hennessy. I'm like, now? <laughs> Don't make y'all practice tomorrow. <laughs> but once we got to the season first couple of weeks, yeah. But this is the truth, and we're going to have him on. Chris Dixon came up to me, and after it was after the Colorado game. Both years we played like shit in Colorado. I don't, dude, yeah. Colorado was the worst road game ever. We'd find a way to win. Like Chris would carry the offense through. None of us could handle that. What it was is that even though we were in altitude in Billings, and I know you felt it being from New York. Oh, yeah. And I know Chris felt it being from Alabama. And I definitely felt it because I was running high motion every goddamn play for two years. <laughs> and and never and missed two practices. It it took it took the swine flu for me to miss practice. I never missed a practice outside of those two days in the conference championship. So I was running like six miles a day. 
And I remember Chris came up to me and it was after, cause I played like shit. And he's like, Hey, listen, man, like, I know, I know who you are because what Chris described was my entire 2007 season. That's what I did in Bloomington 07 period. I can't deny that. I don't know how I caught that many touchdowns. Sometimes I don't know how to, how I got to the stadium at the time. Anyway, uh, this Correct. is like a terrible confession because my mother and father listen to this show. So thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> but Chris Dixon came up to me and he, he just, he just kind of said, Hey man, listen, I get it. And we've talked about why, but he started going, I need you to do me a favor though. He said, you can do whatever you want, you know, after the game to Wednesday night. But he was like, actually up to Thursday. I'll even, he's like, I'll even give you Thursday if you want it. But he said, forty. he said, 48 hours. He said, no more. Can you do that for me? And I said, of course, man, because I want to win a championship. And that's the truth. So the crazy part is you forget about 09 because, first of all, you didn't like me the first eight weeks of 2000. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't go out Friday. I never went out Friday that entire year because that was Chris asked me to do that. And that's okay. something okay. I did. But I will say that, yeah, remember we go to shooters, everybody be chilling, but I go buy like three pitches of beer with my money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, hey, I'm, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday. I don't know what Wednesday was. Sometimes you go to the Wild West. I don't know. And, and Nate, he was right. I was by myself for a lot of this stuff in 09. And I had just moved there. It wasn't like I had been a vet there. But no, none of the other guys I knew were really – they weren't that type of indoor player. So I'll, I'll give him to this. He's, he's, he's telling the half-truth. But, yeah, I, 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 and especially Thursday because Thursday was power hour at, at Hooligans. You know I was there. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Hey, that Hooligans now, come on now. I mean, I mean, like, listen, power hour, twenty-five cent. What was it? Twenty-five cent beers or something? Twenty-five cent kill the keg or something like that. Come on, man. Yeah, it was. It was twenty-five cents a cup until the keg got killed. Ten, ten to eleven, and then Nate, this is what you used to do on Thursdays. And actually, it was not anything that I implemented, but some of the guys that were like trying to like find a way to let out some steam because they were in Billings. Like, you think your team was mer- – no, no. That 09 team, Nate, we were mercenaries, dude. Everybody was from everywhere, and nobody – we were all work acquaintances. Like, That's everybody it. everybody got everybody got along on the field and in practice. And I'm telling you, you've never seen 22 dudes more scattered in a 100,000 <laughs> town. Everybody was doing whatever they had to do, whether it was they were in the weight room more. Baysmore was in school basically the entire day. Yep. I, it was 09. Oh, actually, no, I, I, I was in a relationship in 09. So I was good. I was under control in 09. Man. I was. I was good. <laughs> I was good in 09. She would listen. She and I don't even like, we good. Like, we get along to where we're. Fair. She will even tell you in 09 that I was good. I know. All right. And you're going to get me in trouble. I'm over here talking about what I used to do in 09. Okay. You're gonna get me, you'll get me fucking cut by my fiance. You got me saying F bombs on Saturday. Ain't this a bitch? But no, but that's how that team was, Nate. But that was the one thing they figured out. That power hour, and then what we do, Nate, because I think it closed by the time you got there. You go to the Wild West, and everything there was a dollar. 
Hey, uh, man, let's let's uh let's leave the Wild West conversation alone. That is a sore subject in my house, so we will not be talking about the Wild West. <laughs> but I know, I know we. The Wild West. We, oh we, man, man, Nate, Nate, Nate. Let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. Even though it's a sore subject in his house, <laughs> in my house, it ain't a sore subject because luckily I met her after the Wild West game. <laughs> but all. All I know is this shit was always a dollar on Wednesday and Thursday. So I was in that motherfucker because I, you know, some of yep. us didn't have some of us didn't have Chris Turner contracts when we played Billy. They had dollar rummy coats. Wait, when I played two though, when I played two, the Chris Turner contract. Oh, I was playing hey, I was playing for a bet contract when you got there. I'll say that much. Well, <laughs> they had dollar rummy coats, Nate, and it wasn't like they'll pour you like a little bit and then like a bunch of coke. No. They're filling it up with rum. You get a splash of Coke for a dollar. I'm coming up there with a $10 bill. I need all 10 right now. Hey, it was, and once you became a regular, they took care of you, too. That was all the best part about that place. I wish you would have won a championship there, dude. I really it's wish. Different. But, but I'm going to do this, man, because it's actually transitioning to our next topic. Because really? I know we're running out of time yeah. on this one. It's actually going right into what Nate also wanted to talk about. So, we're going to sign off on this one. We're coming back on the next link. We're going to let Chris bring it back in. And you know what, man? Nate Ryan, I can't wait to have you on the next show because he's got so much shit he wants to talk about. Y'all going to see his face throughout. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so as we always say. Make sure you stay tuned. This is still What's Good America. We're clouding down. There's going to be another Zoom link right below this one. And we're going to tune in. If everybody can tune in from that point. Make sure you tune into the Facebook page, the Instagram, all that good stuff, YouTube, and all that shit's coming. But Anchor FM is what gives it to us, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the final, uh, the conclusion of the Nate Rye episode. This is what's good, America. I am T to the Turner, the mahogany god himself, the pseudo-sexual, that is Big Game James. And that is not Ronnie from the Jersey Shore, but that is Nate Ryan, baby. This is what's good, America. So we're going to conclude it. You know, we still got to get me a minute coming. And like I told y'all, it's going to be petty on this one. But we still got a topic that is near and dear, clearly, to all three of our hearts. Oh, yeah. Alcohol. Mm. And, and what I mean by alcohol is like, now. There's, there's so many go-to drinks. There's so many different drinks. There's so many, everybody has a different drink that gets them to a different level now. Let's talk about it. Like, I mean, years ago, years, long, long time, long, long time ago, only thing black folks went to was Hennessy. That was it. Hennessy, <laughs> and then I'm just Hennessy, and if I ain't got no money, I'm going to drink uh, E&J. Now, like, you can go Crown Royal, you can go E&J, you can go Hennessy, you can go White Hennessy, you can go Apple Crown, you can go Peach Crown, you can... It's too many choices. So, what alcohol is popular now that does it for you? I'm going to wait on this one because I am a diverse drinker myself, as the other esteemed colleagues on this panel. But I'm going to wait on this one because I might change. So, I'm going to leave it up to y'all first. Oh, the guest, the guest should definitely go for it first. You know okay. what I mean? I think this is something he wanted to talk about. So, Nate, by all means, man, hit us with some knowledge from the East Coast, man. So, one of the things that's popped up maybe the last year or so 
is these pre-made cans of vodka and flavored seltzer. Vodka in the can? Vodka in a can. Now, this called High Noon. Bacardi makes them. So it's just a pre-made drink. Well, do you have that? Never heard of it. But it's not- like it's like a, a white claw, but with vodka instead. Which I've done before. I pour. I used to pour vodka into my white claws back in the day. Not yeah. ashamed. It's actually a great way to black out when you're grown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is like the new thing going on here. And I, I knew. Touching the white claw topic, that's huge. And there's an evolution to white claw because maybe when last summer, just last summer, if you were drinking white claw. You were a white girl in Jersey Shore, and you were saying the claws. I'm drinking claws now. All of a sudden, I got, and I, I'm I'm a victim to I I I'm guilty. I'm guilty. <laughs> Everybody's buying white claws. I got grown men with children just drinking white claws at barbecues now, not Bud Lights. Yeah, and last summer it was only little white girls drinking it. That's very true. <laughs> High school kids. That is an evolution. I don't know what happened. It went from not being manly at all to the go-to, I'm going to shotgun a White Claw drink. That's very <laughs> fucking true. He's People so are shotgunning White Claws. I'm, I, it blows my mind. Hey, this is the perfect time for me to transition into this, okay? like It's, it's known <laughs> the love that this show has had for White Claw, whether it's the news... <laughs> Whether it's been uh, one of our esteemed guests, Dallas Leslie uh, from the Dallas Files, um, who will be back on the show at some point as well. You know, and and this is what I'll say. And I'm going to go ahead and do this right now. And I'm going to tell you the truth, Nate, that that I've come to find out when it comes to alcohol, probably my last 11 years of living. If they're doing it in Montana, it's going to hit. Because my crew of guys, like you remember how you said last summer, basically out, you know, out there in New York where you at, where it's like, oh, you know, basically you're a sissy man if you're drinking that shit. Yeah. My whole crew had been drinking that for like basically eight to 10 months before the summer ended. They were drinking White Claw. And I'm going to go ahead and do something I haven't. I should go get the Butte hat right now, but that involved me getting up and I don't want to do that shit. I like my seat. I'm comfortable. They've done it with other things. Fireball was going on in Montana before it hit anywhere else. Oh, the first it, time I ever had Fireball was in Montana. Of course, we all hate it now because it was in its era and it's done. Okay. You know what I mean? Chris Turner, the first time Chris Turner had Cinnamon Toast Crunch was in Montana. Chris Turner drank Cinnamon Toast Crunch for an entire season. You know how I know? <laughs> Because it would be it'd be old it'd be old school wolves Sunday after another loss it'd be me Chris and Tough. <laughs> oh, Tough Johnson probably didn't sleep. Sit, sitting sitting in sitting in Bucks, just reminiscing about some other stuff. The three of us and Chris Turner is ordering cinnamon toast crunch. But how do you make cinnamon? You can't make cinnamon toast crunch without what? Fireball, Fireball. baby. Okay, so, so that's another one that I've seen. Just to throw this out there. Cinnamon Toast Crunch was my wedding drink. That was the drink everybody toasted with at my wedding because that was my wedding drink. That's how cool I am. <laughs> so, I yeah. There. You were? <laughs> I was there. Um, I was there. 
you know? So, and you know, I, I think there's nothing better than drink surprise you. And like the things about the white call and, and truly, or even something like that, you know, we're in a world now, I think as, as men more than ever. And you talk about three guys from three distinctive different places, yeah. but the same type of masculinity, you know what I'm saying? Like Nate being from where he's from there in the East Coast of New York, there's a certain, certain type of man, a certain type of, as Razor Ramon would say it, machismo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Chris, Chris Turner from the top of Florida, you know what I'm saying? Up there, the swamps, you know what I'm saying? And the hood, you know, you know how hard it is to put a hood by a swamp? You know, you know how hard you got to be to have alligators and still be gangster the same? That's a different type of just like, hey, we here. And then you got South Side to South Suburbs, been all over the globe and back. Me, there's a different type of masculinity that I grew up with and that you expect. I mean, my first drink was Kool-Aid and vodka because that's all I heard. You put some vodka and some Kool-Aid. That's my evolution to now that I'm drinking peanut butter whiskey. You talk about shit, look here. This is the ultimate catch you by surprise. Is that you don't expect? Yeah, it's empty, man. Like from our two shows. <laughs> like I don't want to have to keep getting up and getting iced during. Our, I respect the show, Chris. I'm not gonna get up. Okay, we on video now. It was different when it was just you know the audio. You could hear the ice clinking. You know when I was drinking Kirkland vodka. You know what I'm saying? But you know Kirkland and, vodka is good though. See what I'm saying? Take you by surprise. I said, listen. <laughs> Nate makes a great point. Nate makes a great point. You know what I'm saying? You come to thinking like, you know what? I, it's got to be my mid-grade. It can't be worse than absolute or this grade. Or, you know, because you'll hear so many people go, oh, I don't like that brand of vodka. And I start getting to the point like, word, like, really? Or do you just not like alcohol? Because at the end of the day, how much different or great are these grades of bottles that we're paying for? I feel like we're paying for the glass work and the design. Because you get that Kirkland French version, Throw some seven up in that shit. Big Great goose. Yeah. Great goose. I mean. Well, she brought up an amazing point. Because the masculinity of drinks itself has gone down completely. Because think about when we were in college. Not so much late, but when we were in college. If you had a flavored whiskey, that was quite possibly the most feminine thing you can do. Yeah, flavored vodkas, flavored anything. Now, fast forward to 2020, if I find a bottle of Peach Crown Royal, I'm buying the case. Like, Apple Crown Royal, I'm buying the case. White Hennessy, I gotta leave the fucking country to get some to import back. Like, so now alcohol... Is now like and I, actually, I think they actually sell it in New York for some reason. Because if they do, Nate, I'm gonna send you some money. I need some white Hennessy. But have you had white Hennessy, Nate? Uh, not a big Hennessy guy. Okay, that's fair. Neither is Chris ex- yeah. anymore. Now, now that he's denounced, he denounced Hennessy like two I shows think, ago. It's too. It's too. I don't think it's. I think it's all right. I'll drink it. That's the thing. But it's, it's fucking you overrated. Pay the price that it, it, it costs. It's it's absolutely absurd how much it costs. It's way too expensive. I thousand percent agree. And that was the show a couple shows ago. Like Hennessy is just you're paying for the name. Like yes, just gonna be honest. You're paying for the name. But like, oh, so like so like so like Jordan sneakers basically. 
you watch your goddamn mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I just, I'm just making a point. You know, I love my people, but, you know, that's the point you're making because I've seen more black people more and more say that. That's all I'm saying. You know, Nate. You can keep wearing those Jordan sneakers. If I drink E&J or Henny, I'm still getting drunk. You can't see what I'm drinking. Oh, you you want to talk about the E&J days? Oh, we. Oh, I mean, we. I, e and J's been brought up two different times. That was a dark time for me, Nate. I don't like to talk <laughs> about E and J. Okay, it was before I was reformed and happily on my way to marriage. Two thousand eight was a rough year. Do you know? You know how bad E and J is for you. All right, look here. I'm gonna break it down. Okay, I've been doing <laughs> confessionals all day. <laughs> In between two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it was a rough time for James. James was damn near homeless. Let's call a spade a spade. I'm not ashamed of it. Okay, but as Chris mentioned, I did have alcoholic tendencies. So what are you going to do when all your money is basically you can't really get a job at that point and you have to get plasma? Right. So what you going to do at 24 years old? You know, what I'm saying when you got a little bit of a problem, you know, I, and I did that. Alcohol controlled me for a little bit. I am reformed to where alcohol. I enjoy it. There you go. Okay, but whenever you can for five dollars. Get a pint of E and J and two like evil eye lightnings or steel reserve type drinks for five dollars. You there's no you should not be able to do that to your body. So that's how I feel about E and J. I used to just drink E and J and we would and everybody else in the house was broke too. In our little townhouse we had. Everybody was broke. And get and get one two liter cloak. And everybody had their own pint of E and J that they got for two nine a pint for two ninety nine. And get a little coke and a smile and drink them shits. I have five dollars I would be spending before we even got to downtown. So let me that's say, how I feel about E and J. It is what? not that is not that is not E and J and Hennessy cannot be in the same conversation. My drink at my at the lowest point of well, I'm not gonna say the lowest point because it was honestly like the high one of the higher points of my life was in college. But I didn't really have as much money as I would like. Like Allegedly, like I had like a little booster money, but I was spending that on other illicit things. Allegedly, but allegedly, allegedly. I just want, I just want America to see. I just want America to see my eyebrows. What's left of them in both my eyes? Allegedly, allegedly. So I've like allegedly, I've listened to this enough. I've heard you say allegedly a bunch of times. <laughs> a bunch of times <laughs> in regards to boosters in Alabama. <laughs> get him! They get him! So. That word allegedly is thrown around a lot on that show. Hey, I'm just making sure that it's allegations, man. That's it. So allegedly, like I had like a little bit of booster money, but I was spending that on like tattoos and jewelry and strip clubs in Birmingham and everything else. So allegedly. Now, the little bit of money I had from like the the uh, like my Nike check and everything, which. To hop off topic, and I'm going to try to wrap this up because I know we got to give me a minute and I don't want this to run out. But when you play Division One football, whoever sponsors the school, whether it's Under Armour, Nike, Reebok, I guess, still sponsors people, but they cut you a check every semester for a certain amount of dollars. Now, conveniently, the higher you are on, like, the star pedestal, the more that check is. Because you're a four-star. But that's the thing. The higher you are on the star pedestal, so which means the more likely you are to go pro, the higher that check is because they're trying to kind of bait you in. Like, hey, we gave you $1,000 a semester in college. 
Imagine how much we can do when you're a pro. So I had my little Nike check. Plus, my mom would send me a little couple bucks or whatever, which I didn't try to hit my mom up. But my go-to drink at that time is I would get some Mad Dog and I would get some McCormick's Vodka. And I would mix them. And when you mix McCormick's and Mad Dog, you call it Cujo. Because it will bite the shit out of you. So you can get a gallon of you can get a gallon of McCormick's vodka for like fifteen bucks, and you can get in of the Mad Dog for like nine dollars. You mix them together, you got Cujo. So that was my go to. That was my go to. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But what, what, what's that? What? I feel a look of judgment right now. I feel so much judgment, and I, I thought this was a safe space. No, you're good, man. I was gonna go to Nate because basically. When you talked about Mad Dog 2020, when you talk about MD 2020, my entire college life just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> Do you know how much of that bullshit I drink in college? It's so bad. It's Dude. so bad. So shout out, shout out all my bulldogs. You know what I'm saying? Mainly the class of 05, uh, 06. But Chris, this is what we used to do. We didn't spike it. But, you know, when you lose a lot of football games, you got to try to find a way to win something that's dope, right? And we lost yeah. a lot of football games. I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> so, Chris, we used to have what is known as the Mad Dog Challenge at Truman State. Oh, my God. And the rules were simple. The only way you can win the Mad Dog Challenge was you cannot puke or pass out before the end of that day cycle. So whatever day you started it, before midnight, if you passed out or you puked, you lost. Nobody ever won the Mad Dog Challenge in two years. And what it persisted of is it'd be 10 of us. I'm not going to name – actually, I am going to name names because they're <laughs> yeah. all married. They're all married. And all their wives knew what we were doing anyway because they basically all married the college sweethearts. So it was myself – Ryan Bonner, Darren, Josh Mason, Larry Gillio, Marcus Yokely. Uh, who else am I missing? Zach Cox was in there every once in a while. Jason Douglas would make an appearance. Cole Voigt was definitely there every time. Chandler Terry. All right. Justin Smith. These guys were the main culprits in all this bullshit. Okay. And then you get like supporting characters, Jonathan Duffy, James Tabato. You know, you might get a Josh Kilcrease sighting, you know, here and there. You never knew what you were going to get with these Mad Dog challenges. So what we would do, Chris, is everybody would buy their two Mad Dogs. You guys ever played Speed Quarters? I know you guys play Quarters. You yeah. ever play Speed Quarters? No. Where you got like seven, eight people? See, this is what you do at Truman State when you ain't got nothing to do, Chris. We didn't have Birmingham down the street go to some strip clubs, okay? We had Columbia, Missouri, but you know. Eh, with Truman State, Missouri's got Missouri, right? You know, <laughs> Columbia had Mizzou. Anyway, point is, you sit eight, nine people around the table. You set three different glasses, and it's basically a, like a speed quarters game. And we would basically, you'd be penalized if you got tapped. Three-second gentlemen's chug, and don't get caught in that vortex where people could tap you, tap you again. We would play drinking games with Mad Dogs. And you'd drink two Mad Dogs in probably about an hour and a half time tops a gentleman's chug gentleman's chug Bad dog. <laughs> so mad dog 2020 and me bro i haven't i haven't touched a mad dog since 2005 yeah about the same and, for me. And, and anytime anybody mentions it in our chat 
everybody throw. I like literally had to like hold and throw up a little bit. But I would say I got one mad dog challenge left in me. And if it's the case, I hope I go out like a G. That sounds like a bachelor party to me. All right, so Nate, what was your go-to drink in college? Because usually in college, folks don't have that much money, but at the same time, you're on the East Coast, so everybody's rich on the East Coast in college. So, well, that that that's not true. Um, <laughs> get him, get him. So, um, I was a big beer drinker, big 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 beer drinker. And my go-to beer, because this is upstate New York, not the city. This is upstate New York. Very, very rural. And there's no delis. There's no corner stores like the, like the city. Hey, the fact that I he mean, said that- delis, he is from the East Coast, for real. <laughs> Who opens with delis? I love, I fucking love this dude, man. Go ahead, Nate. I'm so, sorry. If, if you're going to buy something, you're going to buy it at the gas station. Yeah. Right. Those are the, those, the delis in upstate New York. Okay. And everybody had a deal on the same brand of beer, Keystone Ice. <laughs> no thank yeah. you. No thank you. That was the go-to. Man, Keystone Ice because it was about. I want correct me if I'm wrong. It's about six point five percent alcohol. Yeah, yeah. That, that's right. And it was about thirteen dollars for a thirty rack. Yeah. Yeah, because the 12, we didn't have 30 racks when they didn't have 30 racks of ice when I was in college. When we were in college, they didn't do it yet because the 12 rack, you get the 12 rack for like 449 in Missouri. 495 in Alabama. Yeah, it was something like that. It was like just under $5. So when you 19, 20, just figuring out and you see that percentage, because that's like, isn't that the first thing you learn, Nate, Chris? <laughs> you, when you really first learn how to drink, it's all the old cats going. Oh yeah, that that's got that much alcohol in it. You like, all right, well, I got you know masculinity. I gotta hit my chest twice. I gotta pounce down twice like LeBron and go drink that bullshit. And at that age, I didn't truly know what a good beer tastes like. Right. I just thought they all tasted like crap as a freshman in high school, college, not high school. I never drank in high school. I wouldn't do something like that. You my players might live. I would never do that. Um <laughs> Um, but my freshman year of college, I thought it all tastes like crap. So, you know, it's supposed to taste like that, right? Right. Nice. No, it was the worst thing ever. I, 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 we had a bachelor party a couple months ago, maybe a year, last summer, maybe a couple months to a year. And uh, I thought it was a great idea to bring back some old memories with my college teammates, get a Keystone Ice. Not one of them was drinking. No. Not one of them was drinking. In no. the house, stayed in the fridge, didn't even get open. Everybody looked at me like I was crazy. They were like, we have jobs now. We don't need <laughs> Adult, dude, I'm not drinking this. Like, I'm, as an adult, I'm not drinking <laughs> and I'm not drinking Natty Light. I'm not. Oh, Natty, Natty Light, Natty Daddy. I'm an adult. Like, I'm, I have a 401k. I have a child. I am not <laughs> drinking Natty Light. If it's available, like if it's there, like oh man, we should get no, no. I can I can drink Natty Light. That was like our go-to. Natty Light, I can. Natty Ice, I'm just asking to get arrested. Like there's just <laughs> there's there's things your body can handle at certain ages. Anything that says ice on it and it's in a beer can, your body can't handle that shit after like the age of 28. Like hey, it's, it's over. I'm gonna say this and then we'll get into give me a minute. 
the drink that I can no longer drink as an adult because and it and it's undefeated. Because every time I've drank it, I've gotten into either a physical altercation or I've gotten into a almost police calling argument. I cannot drink wild turkey. Like, like I have gotten in some more. I'm 10 and 0, mind you, on fights on wild turkey. Like, I'm a solid 10 and 0. But, like, I've gotten to like some police calling arguments on wild turkey as well. So, Wild turkey is a no-go for me. I won't touch it. I won't have it in the house. Nothing. I won't even go buy it on the aisle of alcohol. No. Fuck it. No wild turkey. <laughs> uh, another another one that I would drink. Not 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 maybe not so much early on in college, but maybe like maybe right after college, about twenty one, twenty two, and I really don't like it anymore. And you guys may disagree with me, but I used to love taking shots of Jameson. Love shots of Jameson. <laughs> That's a that's a big Chicago thing, and people were still shooting JMO before I left. And you just wow. shoot it like, like I can still shoot it, but I think I did it so much in the shy, like I want to shoot it. Like I'll take it, I'll take it like a, a JMO and seven up or Sprite, but no, I don't want to shoot it. That's a fight too. No. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, at me fight me at Cristobal Turner's Facebook page okay. has returned. I, I tell you what, if you catch me on the night where I'm on J-Mo Wild Turkey, it's going to take the entire Billings PD to call me the fuck down. Like, <laughs> and there's only nine cops on duty at a time. It's going to take all <laughs> nine of them to stop what I'm trying to do. And they Period. all know you, too. And they all go, hey, Chris, what's going on today? <laughs> so anyway, Nate, we appreciate having you on the show. But as you know, when we conclude the show, we got to do give me a minute and you being an esteemed American, you being the American that you are, we're going to allow you to go first. So give me a minute. You got about 60 seconds to get or more or, or more whatever you takes for you to get your topic across. But you got time to get your point across and say whatever you want to say uninterrupted. It's your opinion. It's how you feel. Get it out there. So, Nate. About anything, about anything. Whatever you want, man. It could turn, and for you, it could turn into another show. It has happened exactly. before. Give me exactly. minutes have turned into shows. So I could kind of do a prelude to my next appearance on the you show. Can, exactly. The only thing that I ask you before you do it, and Chris would ask too, because give me a minute is actually trademarked by What's Good America. We actually own the naming rights to everything that's on this shit. Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> We, we learned something in school. We learned that we, we should own our shit before somebody listens to it and steals our shit. But we own the name. So as long as you just go, America, give me a minute. Or if you go, America, give me a minute, we would get it <laughs> anyway. Because America, when he said America, actually, he didn't say give me. I think he said, America, let me have a minute. It was fine, too. <laughs> okay. so, right. You know, so... As long as you do that before you go into your rant, we good, man. All right. America, give me a minute. There we go. Just like that. So, America needs... So, this could prelude into our next show, like we said. High school football. Needs high school football. Right now, Pennsylvania just shut down... Uh, Georgia canceled. Uh, I don't know what's going on in your home state, Florida. 
all these California moved into the spring. All these kids got nothing to do. They're running around. I know in New York City, especially, these kids ain't got nothing productive to do, and they're in school only two out of five days. Only bad things are going to happen. Nothing's good's going to come happen. I remember when I was in high school, my head coach always said, you're either on this side of the fence or you're on the other side of the fence at practice. Yeah. You know, and the guys on the other side of the fence usually weren't doing anything too productive. So America needs high school football this fall. At, to any capacity. I don't care if it's five games, no playoffs, whatever it is, some capacity. That's my, that's my give me a minute. I like it. I respect it. And I, I fully, I fully back it too. Like it, cause if you get a bunch of testosterone filled 15 to 18 year olds with nothing to do, watch the crime rate go up. Oh yeah. I mean, it's 2020. That's not only the crime rate's going to go up. They know way too much. They have access to way too many things. See, these yeah. kids don't. These kids don't have dial up. <laughs> they know everything. They know everything. They know way too much. And once again, Nate has proven us correct to where me and Chris just have no sense. Why would we call it "Give me a minute" when we should call it "Give me a few minutes"? Because him and Dallas have been right under, like right around a minute or under, and. Fair. And we're the ignorant hosts that just don't even just fucking ramble on. Yeah, because you know we need, you know. So I'm gonna pose this to you, Chris, because I'm gonna actually gonna give you a hint. I didn't know what I was gonna say today, but there's some loops that I need to close on these conversations today. Okay, so that's where my give me a minute is gonna go. So would you like to go second, or would you like to close us out? I'm asking you. I. If you're going to close loops, and mine has nothing to do with this show whatsoever, ish, I'll let you go second. No, I'll, I'll let you close out the show then. I'll let you All close right. out the show since you're closing loops. So I'll, I'll go now. All right. Uh, America, I'm out of my drink, so it is what it is. America, give me a minute. I'm so sick and fucking tired of these nobody-ass trainers teaching your kids how to be fucking terrible. Listen, if Lil Johnny is terrible in football or anything else, and I see my time popping up, and I'm going to make sure I give Walt this chance. But if your child is fucking terrible and is five foot three in the 12th grade, no, Lil Johnny is not going to the fucking NBA. Lil Johnny's not playing fucking receiver at Alabama or Marshall or Southern Cal or nothing. Stop sending your child to somebody who was 15th on their high school basketball team to learn how to shoot a jump shot. Stop sending your kid to a speed coach that never was uh, good at track, never ran a 4-4 anything, and couldn't do shit but watch a bunch of YouTube videos about how to teach a kid how to do something. Stop sending your kid to these swing gurus who never, who never went to the minor league fucking baseball program or told you, oh, yeah, yeah I would have went pro, but uh, the coach didn't like me. I'm telling you, like, I've seen more money wasted. I'm not going to call out names. I'm trying not to. But I've seen more money wasted on these terrible-ass parents sending your terrible-ass child to this terrible-ass coach to learn some terrible-ass shit. Listen, all these fucking running through ladders and jumping over this cone and jumping backwards and then you shuffle in place 19 times, that shit don't translate to the game. Your child still sucks. 
Like sometimes you just gotta. <laughs> sometimes you gotta come to the conclusion, like you know what? Maybe my kid's not gonna be an NBA or NFL star. Maybe I should really push the books towards this kid. Which push the books towards everybody? But stop, stop spending two hundred dollars an hour for your kid to go to this basketball camp with LeBron James' kid. Who, mind you, LeBron James' kid and Shaq's kid are gonna go to the NBA off name alone. Never mind that LeBron, uh, that Shaq's kid is fucking six ten and can shoot a three pointer like nobody else. Never mind that Bronny James is averaging a triple-double at AAU, and your old Donovan Jr. is just on the team because, well, you make 100000 a year, and you're helping out to the fucking jerseys. So, what I'm trying to say is, know your kid. If your kid fucking sucks, which I will, I commend my mom. I tried to play soccer. My mom looked at me when I was like nine years old and said, baby, you probably want to pick up the pace scan because I don't think this shit for you. <laughs> it is. So, be honest with your kids. Stop sending to these nobody ass trainers that are just getting money out your ass. America, that's been, why give me a minute. Once you got like five minutes and then we got to sign up. I'm sorry. I know, man. I'm sorry. You just, you, you went, you went ham. It, it felt like, it felt like, uh, Feel like an avalanche. Something happened. I think that might be another show. That was great. That is definitely another topic. I would love to be on that show. That is <laughs> something. Great. Nate, Nate, man, you got these who played defensive back in high school, training every position. If you are an expert in everything, you are an expert in nothing. Ooh, Don't he's dropping knowledge. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. He's trying Go ahead. I, I'm Go sorry, ahead. man. You went off. But, okay, let me gather myself. And I held in laughter for about three minutes because you were going off right there. <laughs> sorry, dude. Oh, man, we might have to talk tomorrow. I feel like something just happened, but it's all good. So, America, as you can hear me now and as you can see me now, I'm taking that great sip before I tell you. America, give me a minute. You know, I feel a need that I need to close some cycles on some conversations today. I wanted to kind of jump on Nate's bandwagon. I do agree with what Nate is saying. Our kids need to be focused and do some things. That was a great way to start this. I do agree with Chris. I do believe that overtraining is the reason why we have all the things we have going on in sports. And Nate agrees it's a topic for another day. But I feel implied to be selfish today. And I'm basically going to talk about some things that have happened in these last two conversations. First and foremost, let me tell you right now, there's a proper way to do your drinks when you're in college. Okay. Let me help you put this in a picture. All right. In the frame that you need to do it. Kids that are going into college, drink the cheap shit and drink as much of it as possible. That's basically what we were telling you. When you drink these things and you hear these stories, you need to experience these heartaches and pains when you are protected by the walls of dorms and your parents helping you with your rent and your rentals in your college towns. 
You need to drink the Keystone Ices and the Milwaukee's Best. And you need to drink the Mad Dog 2020s and the Cisco's and the McCormick Vodka's and the Pavoff's. You need to make sure you need to understand that Bud Light is a premium beer when you're in college. That is important. Understand that Budweiser, if you are a sissy beer drinker like I used to be, will give you a champagne headache. You need to drink Andre 3000 so you can appreciate Moet. And if you ever have Don Perry, if you ever get a chance to have Don Perry on in your life, you need to drink shitty ass cooks. So you can understand that <laughs> there is a process to becoming a grown ass person in this country, America. And you and I both know it. Nobody here started off drinking Modelo when they were a freshman in goddamn college. No. Nope. Okay. Maybe outside of our country, maybe south of the border. But I don't know. Is Modelo really an import or is it something we call an import and it's made in California? I just, I don't know. I, but you don't just come into college and like, yeah, I'm going to have a Corona with a line. No. No. You need to drink that Keystone Ice and understand the value of getting a 12-pack of beer for four fifteen before taxes. That's incredible. Shout out to Nate getting that, that Modelo right there. There is a process to growing and understanding that people can actually put <laughs> peanut butter and whiskey and make it taste like, oh my God, it's like somebody put whiskey in my peanut butter. It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. The wordplay right there that just happened. It might have sounded simple, but as I'm telling you, young America, first of all, abstain from drinking. Okay. It's going to cause you a lot of heartache and pain. But if you're going to do it, I'm not going to tell you to do it in moderation. I'm out over here trying to be like some sort of guy. You need to take the moderation and the fact that buy the shit you can afford. Yeah. Because it will strive you to be great in school so you can afford some shit you really can have. Take advantage yep. of your old cousins and your old uncles. And you know, Like without my uncle, I wouldn't have learned the joys of Don Julio tequila and Rose's grenadine. Who could afford Rose's grenadine in college? I couldn't even afford a lime in college, man. <laughs> so all I'm saying to you is this. Your alcohol stage will come. Whatever class you are, whether you're graduating out of 2020, whether you're 2021 going to your junior college, dude, enjoy the cheap life. Enjoy the fact that you know what? You can have a good time in small spaces. And most importantly, man, do things that you can live back and be embarrassed on on a podcast. Because, I mean, there's no better way to live. And with that, that's what's good, America. I mean, so, I could have went longer, but I had a shot clock. I mean, I was going to go into all sorts of stories about what I drank. I appreciate it. This, but, is, this is what's good, America. I think what I got out of that, you got to earn the right. To drink the good shit. That's what it comes down to. You gotta- I feel like you do. I, I feel like there's a rite of passage. Like you need yeah, no. you in college, be broke. That's fine. Just like getting laid out in high school when you're a sophomore playing with the varsity. That's your rite of you do the- when you're a senior. As long as you get up, you get up, you're gonna be all right. All you gotta do is get up. Hide them tears though. Don't don't let them see them tears though. You got snot bubble. He's got so as Nate drinks his Modelo because he's earned it, as Walt drinks his Screwball because he's earned it, 
and because I finished my crown fucking royal because I fucking earned it. This has been the next episode, episode whatever, I don't know, I don't count these shits anymore, of What's Good American. We will have Nate on another time for another show to talk about football, baby, because it's near and dear to all of our hearts. It got us to where we are right now. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Look at us, look out for us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, the Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. I am what's underscore good underscore America. That is Wayne's F Baby. Nate, what is your uh, IG? N underscore Ryan 54. Make Bam. sure you check us all out. Follow us. If you got a question, if you got a problem, at me, bitch, and make sure I'm on that turkey when you at me because I'm at you if you do. So, that has been another episode of What's Good America. I am C. Turner. That is Nate Ryan. That is Big Game James. And like always, we just want to know, what's good, America? What's good, America? What's good, America? <laughs> That's perfect, dude.